0: got my notes i got my camera on i got a, a flea house that i bombed hell yeah i got a i got a blurry camera listen fl- uh, i know i know we talked uh, last episode or an episode before that so
1: Bo got fleas
0: flea i didn't get fleas and flea again 2022 we thought was ended right i went about i went about a week no new bites kitty not scratching yeah Kitty, fine. Two days ago, Kitty starts scratching again. Yeah, Skitty starts shaking his head real quick like there's something crawling around his ears like a little asshole. So I go, it's time to burn this motherfucker down. Right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I express order from Walmart.com three raid flea foggers, and yesterday I took Luther to work after giving him a, a cap star and... Even more flea medication to hopefully kill whatever was on him while I take him to the office. And I bombed the fuck out of my apartment for about four hours. Came home today or yesterday. Smells like chemicals. I didn't even let him roam the house. I immediately dumped him into a bathtub full of water up to his chin. Right. uh, With flea medication shampoo and bathed him. And so far, so good. You know, here's. The
1: thing is, this is what I want to propose is a hypothesis. Yeah. All right. What it is that the Flea came and went. You were not wrong about that. That happened. Yeah. What I'm suggesting is that perhaps currently what you're experiencing is the flea apocalypse.
0: I mean, I hope not because it's never, I've had a bad flea infestation once in an apartment I moved into. Let me tell you, if you pass, ever got
2: flea? No. Hey, let me tell you. Look. <laughs> hey, come on. Hey,
0: it was no, Mike. It was. If you gross. had
2: look, if you had fleas before, you know, you know
0: what it is like. What? You ever woken up with about five new red dots on your ankles. That's a flea-mageddon.
2: I want to wake up next to a beautiful person. But instead, all I wake up next to is a hive of pests.
0: I woke up to next to a beautiful person back in two thousand five. She went home and wrote on Facebook, What are all these dots on my ankles? I messaged her, Hey, I think my house has fleas. I'm in trying it was
1: probably a mistake to offer that information. I probably <laughs> should have just should have just bombed my apartment.
0: I did bomb it I did, but she found out. She knew. She knew. knew So she didn't want to come over anymore. Well, no, we dated for five years, so we moved. We lived in uh, at least two different places. I feel like that's a great
1: indication of what kind of a romancer you are. It is whether you were able to maintain a sexual connection with another human through a flea infestation.
0: It was the first date, my dude. Wow. we first This is the all-real story. I know we were in a bit, but that was all real. If someone wants to sync up, that was all real. I'll tell you about it in one second, but my name is Bo.
1: And my name is Mike.
0: That means you're listening to... Suicide.
1: That's what wrestling oh. can be.
0: Okay, so that was a first date. I had just moved back from Houston to Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, And uh, we went to high school together. And then this is after high school, of course. And I'm like, she lived in Seattle. I was like, and she's down for Easter. And uh, we hung out first date. She went back to her parents' house, posted the thing about the the bites. <laughs> you know, what are, what are these bites? And I had to message her. It was in MySpace, actually. It wasn't Facebook. It was MySpace. Right. Uh, I messaged her. I said, hey, I'm going through a flea thing. And I don't know what's up because I don't have pets. And this apartment, I maybe it had them since the last tenant. I think so you got fleas. Yeah. So I had You fleas, had not fleas. Not to my own. I did then, yes, for sure. And I don't know where they came from. They were in the apartment. And here's the the kicker. We fogged it four times, me and my roommate. And they kept coming back. We'd fog, vacuum, fog, vacuum, fog, vacuum. Right. And then we told the land, the, uh, the property owner, like, hey, you guys got to, the previous tenant Fucked this joint up and you didn't tell us you need to fumigate this like we need some stronger shit here and they're like no no it's our policy if if you have fleas you have to fix it because obviously you're the one that brought the fleas in i'm like motherfucker we don't have pets what do you mean we brought the fleas in um dirty boys so it was it was an awful that was but yeah we did it for like five years Uh, uh when we split up i moved into a house with the off mic person that we mentioned so that's how that oh. stacks up. <laughs> well, it all comes full circle. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. How though. special? Because we have a, we do have a special episode. It's a very special episode. Yeah, I want to call it. I want to call it part one. I propose to you two parts. Right. Uh. Uh. So, what do you do? You feel part? This is part one. Is this good? Yeah. <laughs> part, part one. I like. Actually, that. there's a, there's so many videos. There's going to be multiple parts. Multiple parts. This is this is the first part of. Mike, why don't you tell? the listeners what this episode title is we mentioned it last week tiny but mighty. tell people what the concept of this
1: it's where we is. look at small things that are also good
0: all the small things yeah blinks back hey blink they're back baby they're back they're going on tour they're releasing a new album all three of them they may I'm not a blink fan but hey they, they made up with each other. They're wow. going on tour, releasing a brand new album, going to play the hits. Right. Good for Blink. Mark. Good for Blink 182. Mark? Mark. Mark, Mark are you going to sing your little songs about high school, Mark? You're 40, Mark. You're 40.
1: Uh, yeah. I, okay, Mark and Travis.
0: Travis is drummer. Yeah,
1: know? but not the not the original drummer. The original drummer. The du- drummer on Dude Ranch is like, Gary or something
0: what's dude ranch oh the album i thought it was like a reality tv show i was like what is dude what? Ranch? we're talking about blink 182 it's their. It's... i told you i wasn't i wasn't a fan so the album titles don't immediately click oh, all right the, click immediately all right. for me all
1: right and then mark we oh, said yeah. mark mark we said mark and we said travis and there's another one scott Scott? Wait, Scott was the first drummer. All you Blinkheads out there, what? verify me for me to us. what the name of the first Blink-182 drummer was. Yeah,
0: because I can, I can tell you all the history of time for the last 20 years, every single member that has played with the Mars Volta, yeah. I can't tell you Blink-182's first or last names. I know nothing about them, but...
1: One of them, not Mark. the uh, The other one okay. is a uh, big UFO head. Yeah, he loves he loves UFOs. He's got like all he's got all this blink money, right? And so he doesn't know what to yeah. do with himself. So he just is obsessed.
0: He'd get along with Clint.
1: Yeah, Clint's Clint big. Clint's too. big into UFOs for sure.
0: They just they're out there at the meteorite site. I don't know what they're doing. Something some <laughs> chanting. There's synthesizers out there. I don't know. What... Everyone. <laughs> Everyone says Brad and Perry are just the best neighbors, but they're—I think they're weird. They're, so they're definitely weird aliens on
1: about those two? No, not that.
0: Not that. Not no. that. Stop! Not
1: that. Don't even. Don't stop.
0: Where's Blink one too? That guy agrees with me.
1: That would be great. Oh, man. Yeah, I would love to hang out with that dude and have him like show me all of his info. You know what I mean? Like all the info about yeah the unidentified. Also, why are they called? They're not called UFOs anymore. I don't think
0: they're called like, yeah, it's like two words now. They're
1: called like, like
0: mysterious ships. <laughs>
1: it, it's like like um, spatial impermanence, or it's it's the, the 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 terminology is different. It's like out. It's it's atmospheric anomaly or something. So
0: can they like? It feels like then they can just bundle up anything that naturally or unnaturally occurs in like a blip, like a molecule that shows up and and then disappears yeah. or whatever. I don't know what that shit's called. I feel that they can like, that's the same thing as an alien spaceship now because it's all qualified as a yeah. unknown anomaly. Did I tell you when I got the cyst, Uh, what we what we think is a cyst slid open on my sphincter back in 2007? Oh, this
1: story. Good. I was that, hoping that, that this the, would uh, make another appearance on the program. <laughs>
0: That the doctor just called it a skin anomaly? <laughs> no, he didn't know.
1: It wasn't he even. It wasn't know. even a doctor. It wasn't even a real doctor. He was just some dude in the this back guy, of a of a Sam's Club, you know, just just practicing medicine the... out of the out of the fucking no, dumpster.
0: We know, we know that's not true. Because the story, if you want to sync up, if you're a new listener, the story is that there were two beautiful nurses that slid open of something on my butthole. Oh yeah yeah.
1: Blood, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. And they the didn't razor. even buy you a drink first or anything. No.
0: Uh-uh. It's a good story. Go back to episode something and listen yeah, to it. Yeah, listen
1: to the sphincter episode. <laughs> That's definitely where we want to point people in that general direction, for sure.
0: And I think we didn't really get started. What are these matches? What are these tiny but mighty matches? What are they?
1: Oh, so uh, the, the, the concept is that a lot of times we we equate length. With quality, in with with you know a lot of different things, and it's, and it's not it's
0: not about that. That's
1: not always the. It's I mean it can be, but it doesn't have to be. Ask
0: anybody. Longevity, longevity is important despite the size. Longevity is key.
1: Yeah, longevity. Well, so and also the, but not
0: the length of a match. It's We're not about, about
1: how it. long it is. It's about what happens with you know in the in the immortal words of flight of the concords 2 minutes in heaven is better than 1 minute in heaven
0: it's all about the thrust into that match and that story that can be told in 5 to 15 minutes or or, or or that's gonna be a nightmare when I edit that. It's gonna be, be the song, but then two shitty versions of it alongside each other. Oh, check back four episodes for that one. Yeah, so so these are short. Right, matches, they're short matches the because frame. I I
1: think that we get caught up as modern people and wrestling fans because there's so, like there's so much. Out there, just from a a content standpoint, and from an art standpoint, like, everything has already been done 50 times, right? Right. And uh, in the wake of the 20th century, that could be applied not just to art, but pretty much to everything. Like, we have um, sucked the, the teat of our planet dry, and we are now uh applying for government benefits essentially and uh so with wrestling I, I think that there's this impulse to have to 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 need to have this five star match but the way that you have the five star match because there's been so much wrestling in the past and we all know it's bullshit anyway right the way that we uh evaluate this now is length yeah, oh well, you know it was a really good fifteen minute match, but it can only be three and a quarter stars or whatever because yeah. um, it w- just wasn't long enough. And it's like I I think that is bullshit. Yeah, that's what that's what that's how old Mike feels. I think that's bullshit. I think you can have a five star two minute match if we want to. I mean, also star ratings are another conversation. But the point is. You can still, and in fact, you should have really good short wrestling matches because it makes the longer ones feel more compelling. Yeah. If the norm is the shorter match, but but shorter doesn't mean low quality, shorter can mean extremely high quality. I don't I I evaluate those two things as Two different kinds of genre inside the same art form. Yeah, I don't. I I look at how someone tells a story over the course of a match, and whether that's a two-minute story or a two-hour story. If it's a if it's a two-hour story that I'm not into, that's that's that. It doesn't interest me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is giving the little matches
0: their due because they're important, and. Uh, we should value them more. I feel like this changed. I'm slowly seeing it. The, the only TV product Mike and I really watch is AEW. I keep up with WWE just because I, I, I like to just keep up with it at least. But I feel like AEW, uh, it's been three years now. They just had their anniversary, Dynamite. But when they started, it felt like Dynamite's had like maybe four matches, three matches. Yeah. Because they were going super long, all the matches. And that was cool because that was refreshing and new because compared to WWE, they don't do that. Right. Um, but I have been noticing over the last year, they're fitting a lot more matches in their two hours. They're fitting a lot, even pay-per-views that are only three and a half, four hours have like so many matches now in the same runtime as the earlier pay-per-views that had five matches. Yeah. So like, I think Tony and whoever's programming those matches, the coaches and stuff, they're, they're realizing that shorter is a little bit better. Like most main events lately have only been 12 to 15 minutes tops. Yeah. Um, unless it's a pay-per-view where it's a. A title, which uh, what you were saying, that makes those pay-per-view ones more important because they they're like a title match that's going long because it's two excellent competitors. But yeah, this whole idea for this series, Eddie Kingston retweeted a match of on some SmackDown during Drew McIntyre's first run, right? With with WWE, I forget who his opponent was. Masters is there a guy? Chris named Masters. Masters. Chris Masters. It was he and he and Drew McIntyre for the match was ninety seconds. Perfect. If that, I think it might have been a minute and 17 seconds. And it was just everything they needed to do. They did it. They did it well. It was all believable. And it was in and out over. And it was, the pop was huge when Drew won. So like, yeah, I thought, hey, that person that posted that was was like, I have a whole list of these matches. So here we are. Oh yeah, dude. And And the other thing
1: is, is that if you have a great short match and it's between high caliber guys or gals, uh, or should I say high status, Right, yeah, then you open the possibility that main event people can be in short matches or or that there is a possibility that a Kenny Omega match is only gonna last six minutes, so those false finishes, those near falls feel more exciting, yeah, that's one, two. I, I think that you're talking about, like, fitting things into programming, and I think that's totally valid. But for me, the the purity of pro wrestling comes down to what kind of wrestlers are wrestling each other. What kind of simulated combat are we setting up here? And for certain wrestlers, their style needs to, their, their matches need to reflect what kind of a wrestler they are. And for a lot of wrestlers, they are ass kickers. Right, like I don't need to see Vader mm-hmm. wrestle an hour. I don't. Yeah. I don't need to see Vader wrestle an hour. I don't. I don't. I need to see Vader wrestle for six minutes, and, and to have some really exciting finish, like Ron Simmons power slamming him and winning the winning the championship because it's fucking awesome. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. So like this is, to me, this is about about showcasing the idea that there are all these shades of good that can exist in pro wrestling. Like you talk about it all the time and, and you, you say it from a, uh, people say it from a, like an inclusion standpoint and that's totally valid. Enjoy wrestling. Just stop. Just enjoy wrestling. Just enjoy wrestling. And, and, but I think we can enjoy wrestling while still having high expectations for what we're being shown. Yeah. And this is a way to apply high expectations, but not, not disqualify things that don't fit into this very narrow concept of what pro wrestling should be
0: that's our that's the subtitle to our show
1: what pro wrestling should be
0: <laughs> shit no it's not yeah
1: well it kind of when i'm
0: talking <laughs> well,
1: when i'm on mic be. that is uh-huh. the unfortunately the log line for this show is what pro wrestling should be. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's where Mike and I differ as uh, 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 sometimes. Cause again, I take the more carny approach where I think everything is wrestling, but I do agree with, I do like logical storytelling. And I, I feel we, we also agree. Like if, if someone does get up high and to do prepare for an acrobatic move, it should be done real quick to sell that story. Should there shouldn't be really any setup and stuff like that. So I think when we start getting in the ring and programming our matches, I, I, I definitely really want to be like, Hey, and I think you definitely agree because we've talked about it. Yeah. But like, hey, everything needs to make sense. Um, everything has to move logically through the story and not uh, break the story narrative to do a high spot because the crowd cheers for that. You know,
1: here's what I'll say. Anything can be wrestling. I agree with you. But every but what anything
0: about that, that flaming car, anything flaming car can, can be wrestling,
1: <laughs> but everything is not wrestling okay okay Okay. so the idea that we need to accept everything and say yes it's all exactly as valid for me is i don't necessarily agree with that but leaving open the possibility in your mind that you might see something you didn't expect but is still great wrestling like from a, a storytelling standpoint uh from a an acrobatic standpoint, like what, what whatever it is, like I, I agree fully anything can be fucking wrestling. we they, they invented something called a fucking bunkhouse match. you know like anything <laughs> yeah. can be they're a dumpster match like anything can be wrestling. It just I think it has to be yeah, good
0: I think that's why I don't know you I think you agree with this, but that's why I'm drawn to like Dante Martin and Darby. Allen as the two high flyers of choice in that company, because they, they get, they just get in there. They do all their shit quickly, efficiently. Um, and they're just taking risks, but it feels more like they're moving in the same way that a brawler would put on a headlock. It's just their move is a Tope suicide, but there's still, there's still no delay. There's no hesitation in the same way that brawler guy does the normal, uh, normal German suplex or whatever. It's really, that's why I gravitate to those two guys in particular for, High flying, but I think we're kind of getting away from what we're supposed to be talking about, which I mean, is, which is, which matches. is
1: short matches are, can also be wrestling. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I don't think we, that was never proposed. They couldn't be, but that is what the episode is.
1: <laughs> we answered a question that no one asked <laughs> story of my life.
0: Oh man. Um, wait, do you hear that?
1: Uh, like I think chug, I do it's like in a the distance. Chug, it's a chugging. Noise. Yeah, it sure is.
0: I smell the smoke. Play the
1: fucking song.
0: Ride on your horse down to Huge News Avenue. We got pictures for your 10 gallon hat with some huge news today. 10 gallon hat with your huge news. Fill your 10 gallon hat with your huge news today. it's 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 it's, it's 7 45 p.m you know stacy
1: heard the, the song ha- heard the jingle for the first time
0: how she did she she
1: enjoy it? loves it
0: how can one not loves enjoy it? it i showed it to so many people back when we made it and no one gave me any quality feedback i wasn't looking for like oh change this but at least say hey this is cool <laughs> so I'm yeah you didn't want notes like you
1: didn't. It. i don't need your no. fucking notes about this,
0: that's that's me to a T. It's like, I you no, I know what not... you
1: need is for someone to tell you you're doing this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, and oh my god, you are so handsome.
0: My, for, my least favorite thing is when I will like put something out there, and then people do give me notes on it. Yeah, and like I didn't ask for notes, did I? I don't remember saying no. What I, I asked notes. for was fucking
1: validation. Thank you.
0: Yeah, not how could you do it better? You didn't do it anyway.
1: You remind me, there's an old Groucho Marx bit where he's uh, bragging about himself to someone and he turns, he goes, okay, well, enough about me. And then he turns to the next, the person in the other, on the other side of him and he goes, what do you think about me? That's you. God,
0: I love comedy. The train's here. All right, here. what's the and news? I got, come I got, on, come on, I tell me the news. Four, I need to know. I got four bits, four bits of news. Okay. Four, four bullet points. First bullet point. Probably already know this, but Bray Wyatt has returned. To the wwe no shit
1: i didn't know that
0: yeah oh you really? see mike's off twitter man i'm out of there he's off twitter yeah yeah bray white came back at extreme rules uh several hints he was doing so uh you seek out the video clip the pop is the one of the biggest if not the biggest i've ever heard wow it is so an incredible uh response he got and I think it's going to do really well for him and be some really interesting stuff because his character work is always, now he's going to have the character work and also have someone behind him in triple H. It's not just like, Hey pal, I don't get it. huh? yeah. I don't get this, this fun house, pal. What is this? Oh, huh?
1: so that's good. That is good. As long as he's not, as long as he's not coming for H's spot and then it'll be a
0: problem. Yeah, of course that's, that's the, whenever I bring up triple H there's always Mike's line is doesn't want anyone coming for H's spot because he knows H will kill him or systematically take his father-in-law down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's one Bray Wyatt. That's one. Okay. The next night on raw, the good brothers also returned to help AJ styles against Finn Balor and two other people in judgment. So the bullet club is now back in WWE. Carl Anderson is still the neverweight champion in new Japan. He still has the belt. I'm sure they'll relinquish it from him, but I just, I think it's, I think the good brothers, they just seem like the nicest guys. They just, they're like journeymen. They just do every, they were on impact two weeks ago. They're in AEW. They're in new Japan. Now they're back in WWE. Wow. They're just like, they're like the classic journeyman, little, uh, wrestler just through the, the higher, the upper promotions. Yeah. They're they're just going back and forth. So good for, good for Carl and Gallows, you know, make your money, do your goofy bits. Hang out with AJ? Fight Finn Balor for who owns the, the Bullet, Bullet Club name? Bullet, <laughs> Bullet Club Light? <laughs> I mean, that was the original. It's funny. Jay White posted something. He's like, hey, look at this. Bullet Club's everywhere now. And It's it, it's really interesting. Anyway, that's the second bit of okay, news. What do you, so how do you feel about Bray and the Good Brothers? We're halfway through.
1: Um, Bray coming back is fine. I, I'm sure it was cool. I am disappointed that he's back in WWE from uh, cuz I would really have liked to have seen what else he could have done creatively without the Bray Wyatt gimmick. Uh that's true. In AEW? Yeah. He didn't the, He didn't
0: come back as the Fiend though. He definitely came back as Bray. Oh, okay. Which is,
1: with the so with no the hat and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, uh, as far as the Good Brothers or uh, Gallows and Anderson or whatever, the club or whatever we're calling them. I him, called
0: them Carl and Gallows. No one calls them Carl and Gallows.
1: The, uh, no, one, no one calls him Machine Gun Carl Anderson in WWE either because that's not allowed. Um, uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's fine. you know. I, I, think I, I feel like I, I enjoyed their matches in New Japan years ago. And since then, haven't really, you know, I mean, Carl Anderson's a fucking awesome wrestler and his yeah. single stuff is really great. Um, And but it, them as a tag team, I don't know, It's just kind of not at the top of my list of things I'm going to go out of my way to watch right now. You know,
0: me too. I, I think I agree with all that stuff. I just think it's great that they're just traveling around in different companies. Yeah, dude, I <laughs> hope
1: that this that, like people should get. People should get paid, and like, good for them. Uh, for if WWE, if H wants to pay him money to be there and not be somewhere else, which is probably just as big of a reason. Um, That's why Bret Hart's under their payroll, right? So, <laughs> yeah, Bret gets paid to sit at home. Show up.
0: Was that Mania? He was in the audience. No, it was something. He was in the audience for recently. Oh, Rick's last match. No, no, he was in the audience, WWE audience. Oh. recently. at a pay per view. Oh, one of the, one of the new. It must have been Mania. It had to have been Mania. Hmm. Just he just. It's Bret Hart. He just waved.
1: That's there's <laughs> uh seventy five thousand dollars
0: for that motion that I just made. Good for Bret. The next bit of news, real quick, real quick. Uh, we talked about this at the gym already, but I think the audience needs to know that the uh the character's name in Star Trek. Without the eyebrows, his name is Odo. Odo, right. Odo, is It's Odo. And then it was Deep Space Nine. So I was correct about the proper show. And then I remember, if you go listen to last week's episode, Mike goes, Duh, Deep Space Nine. I've seen every episode of Deep didn't Space know Nine. I did the fuck and you were then, talking about. I said the guy with no eyebrows, and you I've seen them all. You didn't There's tell no guy you with eyebrows.
1: It was, a, it was a shapeshifter. If you would have said shapeshifter,
0: I would have been like, "Oh, Odo." My last, my last. Bit Wait, of what news, was the third piece of news? That his name is Odo. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Fourth piece
1: of news. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: huge news. Um, when the acclaimed won the tag belts, uh-huh. I made this note, and they just haven't recorded an episode since then. The scissoring thing is something that I haven't seen. I think we talked about this a fan base grab onto since like the New Day with their pancakes. Right. Or the Xavier Woods trombone. Right. Like something that's weird that just picked up. The audience fucking loves it. And so they doubled down on it. And it's great. It's great. The scissoring thing is great. That's why wrestling's great, because the scissoring. That's just, that's huge news. Just really personal news for me. Now, I, don't I never, know that I know that's seen news something.
1: as much as it was just you sharing an mm, opinion about something well, that exists.
0: It, it was on my notes, and then I made the huge news things earlier today, and I said, let's just make that a bullet point. We'll just call that, it on one that, that, segment.
1: That sort of aligns with your worldview as well. You have a feeling, and it becomes huge news for well, everyone and everything it's, else.
0: It's either that or put it in its own segment, which we don't need to do. So the, yeah, train or, you left. Know, the
1: third option, which would be shut the
0: fuck up. The train has left. Bye. Wave. Wave. Goodbye. We're here on a podcast where Mike and I share our wrestling opinions. And I just shared a really cool one about the scissoring thing. And Mike shut me down. hard. So that's fun. That's fun. So that's fun. So I got a question for you and your dumb voice. (laughs) I'm going say who you really like.
1: Who do you think is the Neatest Tights? Who would you bet to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler?
0: Mike, who's your favorite wrestler?
1: You know who my favorite wrestler is this week. Gotta be. It's a classic.
0: <laughs> well, I don't even know what you have watched recently, if anything. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. It better not be fucking Eddie Kingston. <laughs> It's not even entering the four the four time pick category of any Kingston. (laughs) (laughs) Also,
1: just like like three picks in like five weeks.
0: Yeah, it was within like a month and a half. Favorite. (laughs) Favorite wrestler. It was a good month.
1: Favorite wrestler this week was someone that was involved with my favorite wrestler last week, but was I don't think mentioned as my favorite wrestler yet on the program and it is a shame because he's probably in the top three baby face wrestlers that ever laced up a pair of boots and ladies and gentlemen that man's name is oh god damn it rick rick just showed up
0: he's here early what does he want he doesn't even know who right, we're talking I gotta get about. out
1: of the. I gotta get out of the way.
0: All right. Here he comes. This is, you know, he found Mike's closet again.
2: I know what you're about to say. You are sit down, chump.
0: God, he's really got he you. Really the words
2: that were about to come out of your mouth were about the greatest NWA world champion there ever was, who wasn't named Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And that man's name is Ricky Steamboat.
0: Now, Rick, can you look over at Mike? And Mike is nodding his head. Yes, Ricky Steamboat actually is his choice. Is Mike agreeing with this? Yeah, but I'm scared. Shut up! <laughs> so now I have just a question. Like, did, did he just. I wa- I'm wondering if Mike legitimately picked Ricky or just kind of didn't have one. You know, you showed out
2: Tony Schiavone when you talk about high society. Yeah. You're talking about class. Rolex watches. You're talking about diamond rings. Yeah. You're talking about beautiful women and all-night parties from Las Vegas to Atlantic City. Yeah. And every area code in between. And I
0: don't care if your name is Jack Briscoe. I don't care if your name is Terry Funk. What about MJF and his diamond ring? How do you feel about that diamond ring? Shut your mouth. About that little
2: gerbil. I don't know what it was that died on top of that guy's head, but he needs to get an exterminator right now. Which guy again? His name is MJF. That's Maxwell Jacob Free.
0: Anything else, Rick? Or...
2: And Harley Race. <laughs> I have to go now. I have an appointment. I have an appointment in the morning.
0: Oh, he just took your denim jacket. (laughs) That's not all. That's not
1: all he took. I had a Coke Zero in here too. I don't. He
0: just snatched
1: it and bailed. I don't know where my 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 nicotine vape. God damn it, Rick! (laughs) It's echoing through my house. I don't know where he just disappeared. I swear to God, I didn't even see him leave. This is a. This is like a. You know, a
0: 25-square-foot a closet, and he just, yeah. Yeah. he was gone. What I'm getting from this is... Oh, wait, there's a note your... here
1: on the... there's a no, It says, I had to jump on the PJ. Uh, private
0: jet, private jet, private jet.
1: Uh, babe's a Yeah. If you see Orn, tell him I still have his socks. I don't... <laughs> Uh, he does not and it sucks because he won't talk to Arm. Yeah, no, I know they don't to talk face. to each other. I don't so know why he, I'm the middleman between those two. I don't know why he just keeps relaying info to it. It sucks. I don't like being in the
0: middle of that telephone game, man. I, so, what I gathered from your favorite wrestler, Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, I have to ask a question real quick before it gets to the, even everyone's favorite segment. But you don't have a shit house this week, do you? <laughs> um, now be truthful. Yeah, I have a shit house this week. I don't believe you because I feel like you just made Ricky Steamboat your wrestler because you didn't have one either. And, he, and Rick showed you up. You you know
1: so much about everyone. But let me tell
0: you something. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I baited Ric Flair into saying my favorite wrestler this week. Oh, is
1: that your favorite wrestler? <laughs> yeah oh, it's him MJF, Jeff. okay great i figured i
0: figured he was here i didn't want him to come back great great <laughs> you know, yeah great here. pick um i don't know oh really though how far like what what's your closest what's the most recent aew you have watched was it last week's dynamite i actually haven't even
1: gotten through that i'm not worried about <laughs> it you know it's it, it, it's not they'll the recap the,
0: the stuff on rampage and battle of the belts and last night's dynamo. they'll recap whatever they'll happened. recap really... it
1: but you could just yeah. also tell me what happened
0: i don't remember oh right no of course i forgot how did yeah i'd have to i'd have to I would have to watch the show, and I could recall things as they happen. But I—that's I, not I so much. Re-
1: that's not recalling. Well, that's just thing. saying what it is that's happening in front of you in the moment.
0: No, but then I remember that I have seen it and what happened and whatnot. And then I, I probably see someone be like, "Okay, now I know what the, I know." The rest of the show how that's going to happen because that's how my brain works. Right. It's just you know I watch a lot of wrestling because we do a wrestling podcast, so I watch wrestling, and I, <laughs> we do the podcast. <laughs> I'm giving Mike a hard time, but I know he's—he's giving me a hard really time. Hard but right
1: that now, actually so. leads me. Into the next part of the program.
0: Yes, I'll be the judge. I guess I am the judge if this is shit shithouse or not of yours. Because I don't know where. I- Let me just see what you brought for me. I just made an hour long
1: television show basically by myself. All right? Yeah, is that yeah. shithouse to you?
0: No. That's work. Well, okay then. What do you? It was. What do you got for me? That's it. <laughs> I knew it. You. Saw. That's my shit house. No, it's okay. I'm yeah. allowed to say that.
1: I'm allowed to say what my shit house is. You don't get to tell me what I can and can't bring. <laughs> you know the thing is, man. I'm gonna be You know, I, I'm gonna be bringing in quotes from all kinds of people, Karl Marx and shit. And I'm gonna be like, is this shit house? And you're gonna be
2: like, yeah, it doesn't
1: qualify. That's not a Twitter link. Well, guess what, homeboy? It doesn't matter with like shithouse can shithouse is a feeling so do you can
0: deal with it yeah um so that that's what you brought yeah i it made is. you an hour okay. of tv all right basically by myself <laughs> okay and that uh, i think what i responded with was that's not shithouse that's work so i'm afraid sir what you have brought this week is the be- accomplishment <laughs> that's great but it's not shithouse that happens sometimes i bring a shit house three hours this week sometimes i'll bring a shit house and you say i'm sorry it's it's sweet house or whatever sometimes our shit houses aren't shit houses so you brought something and and that's the verdict you know and it's not it's just all right all right okay like maybe it might even be
1: you make an hour tv all right it might even be abuse i'm sure like see you make an hour tv
0: might not be work is it is it shit abuse abuse? it might be shit abuse is it
1: abuse Is is a new segment that we're gonna
0: have on the show is it abuse it's definitely definitely abuse well then i do have a shit house for you okay yeah bring it to me um it's very personal to me very personal it's from last week it's a tweet that someone i follow made okay and yeah here it comes on slack Alright,
1: here we go. We're going to the Twitter webpage. <laughs> um, this is a tweet from uh Bo. Which Bo? Bo Bo Baxter Rosser. That's at Bo Rosser.
0: <laughs>
1: the tweet is This is from October 5th.
0: Last <laughs> week. I'm 38! I'm 39! <laughs>
1: It says none of the cars passing me on my walk back from the burger joint know that I pooped in my pants a little a few minutes ago. And, and that's my secret.
0: Mike, I was just drinking my Diet Coke from Super Deluxe, just having a good old time walking back to my apartment and I tooted and I gambled I gambled the toot <laughs> I lost I didn't know it was gonna happen but I stopped it real quick So <laughs> there's only a little bit but <laughs> I was still about seven blocks away from my apartment
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know this is remarkably similar to the experience we dated expect. for
0: five years after fleas <laughs> How do I attract people? So what
1: were you saying? I honestly have no idea. And 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 it's sort of um, uh, case in point, that tweet uh, has <laughs> one like, which is almost sadder. That's sadder than if no one liked it, I think. You had one <laughs> person pity it? you. One person no pity reads... you.
0: <laughs> no one reads my tweets. Who liked it? Oh, I'm sweating. Oh, man. Let's see. Let's see who liked uh, this tweet. For if you want to sync up, this tweet was liked by Caden Cassidy. <laughs> so, Pacific Northwest pro wrestler Caden Cassidy, our good friend and uh, maybe a mentor in the future, loved my tweet about actually shitting my pants in the middle of the street. So, with that said, this is the first time I've brought something personal for me to shit house. Mm. Where you brought yours as personal last week or two weeks ago it was personal as well. Uh, how, how do you feel about this one?
1: Yeah, I think it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's gross it An accident. I, I do think that holding that secret on your walk home could be shithouse. But the thing is, is that it's almost like you didn't have a choice, you know, like what were you, you, you were in that situation. You were going to walk home no matter what. It just happened to yeah. be with
0: a load in your drawers. Yeah. The problem was I was in long pants. Cause last week it was the first week in a while that was kind of not really sunny and hot yet. So I wore pants on my Sure, Yeah. I wore jeans. I was in jeans. this Right. If I was in the shorts, I would have found a bush. I would have taken off my shorts. I would have taken off my underwear and I would have thrown them in a dumpster and put my shorts back on. Are you sure you
1: wouldn't have thrown them in the vacant field next door that would then become apartment complexes?
0: No, no, that's more of my mom's deal. Yeah. I don't. What is it with
1: you and needing to throw your underwear places?
0: What is that? It's like, it's the same thing as like uh, when any animal is uh, embarrassed or like, cause I don't feel the embarrassment on this level, but somewhere in the back of my head, it's like there's embarrassment. So let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of this. And get, getting rid of it sometimes is requires launching it into trash. Yeah, traffic that's one or, way to get rid of your shame. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm glad you found it. Yeah, sure. Shit my, my secret. Yeah. I will say that me writing it, that's my secret, really made me laugh. <laughs> so I was chuckling when I posted that gross. Yeah, tweet. you're like Batman, um, but with pooping your pants. Yeah, it's my secret. And Caden Cassidy knows it. It's going to come to bite me in the ass probably. I'm gonna, we're going to be doing a promo against Caden and some other guy. I hope you at least shower and he's, first. He's going to bring up this tweet. I know
1: it. All right, everyone, we're going to watch some wrestling now.
0: We have three matches. Um, I went to do research on the matches, but I really didn't look at what they're from besides the last one. The the, the YouTube videos didn't tell me. But the first matches, everyone, we're going to watch. They'll be on our Facebook. uh, No, they won't. They'll be on our Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be up on the MySpace. (laughs) And that's at Tope Suicida Pod. Get at us there on Instagram and Twitter, as well as our email. Same thing, but at gmail.com. And I'm everywhere at Bo Rosser. Mike is, uh, like like the flea bomb, he has scorched the earth for social media. Didn't even know Bray Wyatt came back. That's how much earth he has scorched. Um, so these matches will be posted. The first one we're going to watch is Kenty. Kenty. Dear God. Look like at Kenta That's and Loki name. had a baby. Kenta versus Ricky Marvin. I don't know what year this is from or where. Actually, no. This is the one match that does have info. I'm sorry. Let's hope it's uh, 2005.
1: 2009.
0: Okay. It's pro wrestling Noah. Okay. Uh, October, October fifteenth, 15. oh, holy shit! October fifteenth, so we're two days shy, uh, and a bunch of years of, of when this happened. The second match we're gonna watch is from Velocity, which Mike was telling me earlier that it was the lead-in show to SmackDown. Like the, it was the dark match. Yeah, it, it was like the else, baby or... show for SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, which is yeah, because it has the the walk in the giant fist. I'm seeing that. Yeah, do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So this is Rey Mysterio versus Jamie Noble, um, and this is in um, 2004 of uh, January, February, March, April, May 1st, Velocity episode. And then the last one is kind of, I threw it on there, just it's for me. Um, I don't know when it takes place. It says the match after the promos from the Mid-South Coliseum. Uh, UWFI Lawler is a sight to be seen. It's Jerry Lawler versus Snowman. Have you heard of Snowman? I
1: have not heard of Snowman. UWFI is probably going to be
0: mid-80s. Um, I definitely looks yeah if it's around when mid-south is popping off yeah it would have to be that timeline yeah uh, but, uh
1: I don't yeah I don't know the snowman it sounds vaguely familiar but I can't place it so it's possible that we're gonna see this dude I'm gonna be like oh yeah I know who that is yeah like when I watched
0: last week's dynamite I would just remember
1: yeah you yeah you and your beautiful mind uh so yeah if you want to watch these with us we hope you do uh you'll see the link on our twitter feed once again that's at tope suicida pod we're gonna watch these three tiny matches and come back after the break and tell you exactly how mighty we thought they were
0: Goodbye. the same old podcast you always to. <laughs> here on the back half of the episode where mike and i get quiet we get reserved we get yeah educational we get serious mellow mike what'd you think mike how'd you like those three matches i loved that them. i fed you
1: yeah i loved all three thought they were all great in different all different two different yeah. ways
0: um of the three do you have a favorite I think I know
1: probably the Lawler snowman.
0: Actually. Yeah. I was going to say Kenta versus Marvin. Cause it was pound for pound and time. Like, yeah, the, it was a, ma- yeah. a wrestling ass match, but man, I'll tell you what, Jerry Lawler and snowman,
1: the aesthetics of, of the Jerry Lawler snowman match, which was, which was not so much a wrestling match. Yeah. As it was, it was a just a, just
0: a brawl, just them like trying to punch each other in the face. And, I want to know now you know, what got them to that point. Like, what had they been feuding over territorial-wise wise, that got them to that hatred to where it wasn't a wrestling match? It was just throwing fists. So, I think
1: part of it was the UWFI, uh, I believe, being a shoot-style promotion. Okay. So... Like, um, lockups and side headlock takeovers weren't really usually the order of the day for the UWFI. It was more like palm strikes and double leg takedowns.
0: Double leg takedowns and then stand over your opponent, just key punching them. Just key.
1: (laughs) But it was really interesting because you had two guys that really, you know, from what I could tell, Snowman was not a shoot style wrestler. Lawler's definitely not a shoot style wrestler. So... It was, but it was really. It, but it looked like two guys, uh, in the parking lot after. Yeah, you know, they had like a, they had all. a disagreement yeah. in the
0: bar. And what's funny, reading that caption now, so it sounds like Jerry, he was at the Mid South Coliseum tapings or whatever that was, and then he showed up to this the, this promotion and got in a shoot match with Snowman. Fucking awesome. And it was like four solid minutes. Even the camera angle, camera angle is low because just one camera person outside the ring, low shooting up with just it's like 160p <laughs> resolution. Yeah, so. Like is that is that Jerry? Does he have a shirt on? Does he have his patented one strap? What? Oh, no, he who, does. Who it's just who? black. Who's and I who see it. <laughs> Who's
1: who? So that was one match. It was really great. But we should I, I, honestly like the best quality of wrestling. Well, I, my favorite my favorite style probably was the the kenta yeah uh ricky marvin match just because it was
0: i want to know more about marvin
1: yeah me too i want to see more of that dude um the
0: the two or three counters he did against kenta in the match or i think it was just two of them were awesome the powerbomb one we talked about then there's one before that forget what move it was or what it was but it was smooth as fucking hell and that that i was like okay i gotta find out who this guy is and we gotta yeah learn more about mr marvin Hopefully he's still with us. I'm sure he is, right?
1: Let's hope so. I mean, you know, you never know with wrestlers. Um It's true. But no, that was that was a great example of a match where both guys were trying to beat each other every moment of the match. Yeah. And even though it was a short match, all the near falls felt really compelling and and possibly like this could be the end of the match.
0: That match in particular Reminded me a lot of the Masters versus McIntyre match I watched. Yeah, but three minutes longer because it was just momentum the whole the whole way. Uh, that was my favorite of the three. I think
1: probably yeah as well. Uh, I will say that Rey Mysterio and Jamie Noble had a a hell of a match, and that was definitely more of a that match. Definitely, I mean, it felt like a contest for sure, but it was more of a story. It was a it was a more layered story because they had a little more time than what we saw with Kenta and Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin is, is a twentieth century
0: actor. Ricky Marvin. <laughs> Ricky I, Marvin. Yeah, with with the extra time, I wanted to say this earlier before we watched the matches when we were talking about room to breathe and stuff like that. But this extra, because this match was thirteen to fourteen minutes, the extra ten minutes allowed this match to Jamie Noble was allowed the time to work on Ray's arm. Cause he was always putting the left or the right arm in some kind of fucked up twist, yep. fucked up hold. And we learned from, from Hugh Morris, Bill DeMott, that if your arms are tired and hurt, you can't concentrate on flipping. That messes up your high
1: flying ability for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, to me, it felt that match felt like uh, they had, there were more peaks and valleys. You know, because there was there was time for it, whereas yeah. the Kenta match, there were peaks and valleys, but it was more like, um, the the peaks felt more like somebody getting hit with a defib- defibrillator, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the the Mysterio Jamie Noble match was more like a uh, like a ride at an amusement park,
0: like it was a little longer but not quite as a life or death kind of a situation, you know, I'm trying to like, as many, I'm trying to make a comparison of two similar things. So what kind of medical thing would that, would the longer match be? Is it like a coma? And then you come out of the coma, but then you go, Oh, and you go back in the coma. That's the peak. And back yeah, and probably. Longer. Yeah. That match was the, the
1: coma th- analogy. I would say <laughs> probably
0: not, not where you're thinking. It wasn't slow.
1: Yeah. Um, no, well, I don't, no, no. Um and then I guess the lawler snowman match would be like <laughs> chemotherapy or something. I don't know.
0: It's just talking it out, you know? It's talking it out. It's after it's after the mental anguish that you went through uh being in a coma, having a defibrillator in the coma for some reason, you wake up and that's that's where you get that match. I've lost I've lost my train of thought.
1: That is just stunning. That is really surprising. Here's
0: what happened. It says in the middle of that rant, in my head, I said, I'm going to lose my train of thought now. I'm going to lose it. Yeah. And I'm not going to get back to where I wanted to get back to. Mm -mm. Which is, after that trauma, you go to your support group and you talk it out. But this time, the talks were fists. See, I got back to it. You got got back to
1: it. It It was perfect. It It was a perfect analogy. Let's do Tights of the Night. Tights of the Night.
0: Tights of the Night. Oh, I have one question first. Yeah. So these matches ranged from 1968. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever the fuck, what? Let's place a year on that. We think yeah. it's like probably eight. Post war. We'll say it's the post war era <laughs> of the Lawler match, all the way up to 2009. Uh,
1: was the Kenta match? Nine
0: was the Kenta match. Because four was the other one, the Mysterio match. During that span of time. Macho Man Randy Savage is indeed alive. Was he on any of these shows? As much of a
1: heartbreaker as that is, no, he was not. He was what not. What do you think
0: he was? What do you think he was wearing though?
1: Yeah, depending on the day probably, but like yeah. definitely on one of the days of the week, like stonewashed denim from head to toe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Even the Even the do-rag Is a fucking denim.
1: Like, <laughs> the denim The, the denim wash, pocket denim square durag. <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Uh-huh Yeah. A pair of black Oakleys uh, Black cowboy boots
0: I wish you could see my desktop My computer desktop uh, Background right now Yeah Cause it is macho man I need you to check slack real quick So just so you can see What's looking at me As you <laughs> Talk about his outfit <laughs>
1: And then another day, he was he was in like um, like a pair of like sherbert, like gecko shorts, and Grand
0: gecko with like the the lizard on the yeah. And then there's the footprints behind. It.
1: Yeah, and then just like a pair of yellow flip flops. Oh yeah, this is Randy. Just... This is Randy with the belt. He's got the belt around his waist yeah. right here.
0: He's just grinning at me. Yeah. In between my windows, just grinning this at me. Is the definition of it. macho. He's flexing. Our windows are covering the flexes, though. But he he wasn't on these matches, so he can't. By default, he probably was tights of the night, just not. We can't give him the trophy. Yeah, we on, can't first Episode. Firm. Uh-uh. We
1: got, and that's what we're big on in this show is verifying.
0: So let's go in our head visually of what they were wearing. Kenta, classic yellow and brown.
1: Yellow and brown. Kenta's the best. Kenta man
0: velvet i think it's a velvet material is it not it is it's fucking uh, we awesome we got uh marvin was in his uh graffiti-esque sh- uh, sleeveless shirt and did he ever take that shirt off no i don't think so yeah he did and he then... was
1: just wearing long boy um but
0: a graffiti on his butt
1: graffiti his on his Marvin. butt yeah just pretty pretty standard pretty basic black tights
0: long boys like you said long
1: boys mm-hmm. uh
0: ray you got uh some white his big jinkos yeah ray uh,
1: ray Ray's is a great wrestler but the jinko era really
0: is not my favorite yeah and he's got a spider-man mask on a spider-man it was X-Men. a good looking mask yeah but it didn't match there's no spider-man stuff on the white jinkos so right just fucking catholic shit <laughs>
1: So much Catholic shit.
0: <laughs> so much Catholic crosses everywhere. Uh,
1: Jamie Noble in your standard 2004 I'm a Wrestler long boy tights, the shiny yeah, blue yeah. with like some kind of a gold like prehistoric animal claw on the quad. So,
0: tough, so cool and strong. <laughs> so strong and cool and tough. And then, and we... then this. Wait, hold on. This match. We have two wrestlers in the ring, but at points with their tights, it looked like we were just watching a pair of floating white long boys and a pair of floating white trunks because all the black in their gear was so lost in the low resolution.
1: Oh, 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 are we? Oh, okay. Yes, we're we're talking about Lawler and Snowman now.
0: Yeah, it looked like floating white pants. Yeah, it did. It was
1: floating white pants versus (laughs) versus floating, you know, black pants with white briefs.
0: So you couldn't see the pants, just trunks and floating pants. It was just
1: trunks and floating
0: pants. That was it. Um, Man, this is the, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say it. Bad crop of tights tonight. Bad crop of tights. Well,
1: yeah, but that's, I mean, it, to be fair, we didn't have Macho Man on the, in the running. So that's true. That's, that's always going to be kind of a disappointment when Macho's not booked that evening.
0: I mean the only thing exciting would have to be Kenta's brown and yellow. I would
1: say Kenta's right? brown and yellow is The graffiti was good. Cool. No, I, I here here's my tights of the night. Okay? And you and you mentioned it when we first started watching the match. The the tights of the night for me were the floating white briefs on Jerry Lawler. Yeah.
0: yeah. The, bla- had, the black the yeah. black and white domino look. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, with, so he did indeed have the one strap in black. We just could barely see. We could see just it barely it looked, see it. But yeah, it was yeah. it was uh black tights, uh black
1: singlet with the single strap, white trunks and white boots. It was kind of it was kind of perfect.
0: I like the idea that Jerry's outfits throughout the year have never been three pieces. It's only two pieces. Okay. I like to believe that his pants yeah. and his single strap are one piece. Yeah. And then he just puts the white trunk or whatever color the trunk is that's covering it over the pant. So that when he goes to <laughs> he can't pee or poop in this outfit because he has to take <laughs> off the strap, which he's used to. Yeah. And then pull everything down almost like a a romper. <laughs>
1: like when you... Here's the thing that you got to realize, okay? It's not one piece. Here, here, here's what it is, all right. He can't. It is like a romper in that he has a whole system that he needs to engage in order to go to the bathroom. But it's because there's,
0: a, there's an order to it's it. It's
1: because the singlet is underneath everything, and that's a leotard, my man. That yeah,
0: that's that's a full. That's hump,
1: going yeah. down just to the to the crotch, but that's a one piece, okay. And then on top yeah. of that, he's wearing his long trunks. And then Mm -hmm. on top of that, he's wearing the briefs.
0: This is just really, it's extra cushion to not, you don't see, he's in white trunks. You don't see his dick because he's got so much padding. So I'll tell you what, Mike, my trunks came in that I bought on Etsy and I knew they were going to be thin. I knew I needed liner. Um, but I just put them on to see what I look like. (laughs) And it's hard to gauge because they're white. They're white. Right. Um, I didn't, I don't have any liner, but I do have black underwear. It's so like, that's a good enough liner. It'll darken up the white, but still my dick is very visible, but these trunks, they're from Etsy. So they're not like professionally made yeah. really quality stuff. So, but the color scheme, I really like, so I'm, but I need to get a bit thicker because my dick is, yeah, you're just walking out. around
1: in your apartment for now. Just testing it out.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm moving around. Yeah. You know, I'm moving getting around. Getting the feel. But my dick, it's just out. Sure. It The, the material is so thin, even the strap, the, 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 waistband. Yeah. Like, when I tuck it in, you can see its outline and see where it wow. is. Wow. Okay. That's how thin the white material is. But the color I really like. Uh, so, that's what I'm thinking Jerry's doing with all of his layers.
1: Oh, hiding hiding his bits. Yeah. Got it. Because
0: he's, he's, a, he's a gentleman. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> so, if he would take up what I suggested, two pieces. Right. Instead of three pieces, it would maybe be easier for him. Although, I guess he could just pull the pant and shorts down and then just move his leotard to the side.
1: <laughs> I just picture, Mike, at the
0: urinal. Picture this. He's standing up at the urinal. No,
1: I can picture it. That's not the issue, His pants dude. and
0: shorts are down around his butt. <laughs> and he's just got one hand like sideways here. Uh. and then he's got the other hand holding his stuff because he can't pee on his leotard you know what he can't do that can't do that he did have tights
1: of the night tights of the, the night, night for jerry that. lawler mm-hmm. had to go with the king
0: where can people find us online
1: once again if you want to get at us on the world wide web you can find us on twitter and instagram at tope suicida pod if you want to Say hello to my good friend Bo here. He's at Bo Rosser on both of those platforms. And if you want to send us an email, that's topesuicidopod at gmail.com. Then, now, forever.
0: Do you know they added us fourth part to that? Together. <laughs> because Vince.
1: Farts. We, we're full of farts. Our, our mouths and brains are full of farts.
0: Oh, man. What a What a day. What an episode. Another what one. We did it again. What a drama of these! And, and yeah, we know it's late. This episode's late, but it came out this week. Yeah, what have you done? Try to do. Yeah, what have you put out yeah. a show? We don't need your fucking notes, all right? That's right. One hundred fifty-three consecutive weeks. Have people done? Have you done that? No,
1: you haven't. One hundred fifty-three. You haven't done anything for one hundred fifty-three consecutive <laughs> weeks. That's why you're it's listening like fucking... to the show, and we make the show.
0: All you've done is complain about the show Just nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah,
1: nah, nah, over and over and over again.
0: But you keep listening, don't you? Yeah,
1: because you need that sweet, sweet comedy. That's why. I
0: do want to make it perfectly clear with the, the limited amount of listeners that do that would listen to our show and also get to this point of the show. Junkie, I want to say th- this was a bit. So we do respect you because <laughs> I don't want to lose you. We respect you're so, so... you, okay? We respect. you. I don't want to lose you. Please don't go. Just don't go. Please don't go. They're gone. Bye. Mike, with our fan base slowly walking away, deteriorating. Ooh. <laughs> what is wrestling?
1: Sorry, I was freaking out there for a second. I thought Rick was back, but actually he just, he left this talk boy in the closet with me, and he recorded himself doing the woo to fuck with me, it's I it's think.
0: Loop. It's just on loop. You can't stop it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's a short woo. It's like,
2: hey kids, <laughs> you are Homer early. nature boy. So, um,
0: we gotta watch Home Alone and replace all of it. <laughs> all the <talk laughs> about fucking home Alone great. stuff with
1: fucking great. Uh, okay, wrestling. <laughs> you asked me what it oh, yeah. is, right? I did. I did. Okay. I did. Wrestling's the Great Escape. Mm-hmm. Wrestling is the small moments that you're able to relish in your life, whether that's the day to day or it's something, you know, out of the ordinary that happens, something really cool that, you you know, fortunate it happens to you or whether it's just like. You didn't have to wait in line to get your coffee because it all worked. You know, it just happened to go at the right time. Like wrestling is the small pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that you don't think about because they're not the corners. (laughs) But you need them to make the full picture, you know. And if you skip over those and you're like, "Oh, I don't need these whatever, then you're not going to have the full puzzle. So wrestling is gaps that are filled. By like delight and frankly, probably like just the feeling of security and comfort that make you feel good in your day to day and like you're a human being. What's wrestling for you, Bo?
0: I'm so glad you asked, Mike. Uh, episode one fifty three. I think wrestling to me is such a good question. You know? It's yeah, 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 you. yeah,
1: yeah. You think you What's think this? you think at this point you would have thought about it once or twice.
0: It's so good. I think it's like wrestling is like. <laughs> James Cameron
1: definitely thought you were gonna say wrestling is like jazz. Wrestling
0: is like jazz. <laughs> jazz Cameron. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jazz Cameron. <laughs> wrestling is like James Cameron. It's passionate. You know, it follows. It follows its 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 own artistic guide and merit. And if anyone gets involved with it, like the studio, it says, "Hey, no, I'm gonna do it this way, and it's gonna make a billion dollars, and it works." Wrestling is. Like the Avatar series, it's gonna be around forever,
1: baby. That's what they keep saying. I keep
0: waiting on that Avatar sequel. It's coming out in December, buddy. Fuck, it's coming out this holiday season. God damn it! Fucking going. Everything James Cameron makes is good. The Shut show's up. Over, I think. Shut <laughs> up. The show over. It's not true. Definitely is. Hey, listen. If you agree with us, hit us up on the email. But if not, I don't want to hear from you. We don't need your fucking notes. (laughs) We don't need your input about James Cameron. But that's what wrestling is to me, so I think that just about does it. I think you're right. Right. See we'll see y'all next week. Bye.